going on, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Shauna Toft. She is an actress. I'm a mother of five. And so far from our conversation, she is a wonderful personality. And I'm glad to have her on the show right now. How are you doing today, Ms. Toft? I am doing wonderful. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. How are you? I cannot complain. I woke up this morning, and it's another day's journey, so I'm glad to be a part of it. Awesome. Sincerely. So, Ms. Toff, tell me about yourself. Okay, I've been reading up. I see that you've done a couple um, couple like small indie films and everything. Right. Um, what got you into the acting scene? Because I see that you do have a background um, in it from um, your college days as well. Right, and actually, of course, you know, elementary school, too. I, I did plays and things all through school and really as a toddler even I was dressing up and you know just entertaining my parents friends and things like that when they'd come over and I, I just have always felt really comfortable being the center of attention and that's that's not you know not saying things in a in a bad way but you know it's just I, I love to perform so you know growing up I did do the plays and things like that, and then I kind of stepped away from acting for a little while, well, uh, longer than a little while, actually, <laughs> to have a family and children, and then I got back into it really professionally last year um, because a really dear friend of mine who is actually a photographer in the area, she does some celebrity photography, too, which is really cool, but she pushed me into getting back to acting and I am ever so grateful to her. She sent me an audition and she's like, Hey girl, you really need to do this. I, I got in, got accepted. And you know, it's just been a whirlwind from that point forward. She did my most recent headshot photos and I just love them. Um, Oh, Oh man, she, she has been a really integral part of, getting me back into acting um, from the very get-go. Uh, and then I got connected with a fellow actor on a theatrical performance that we did for Prairie Lights in Grand Prairie, Texas. And he's part of Glenn Morshower's class. And he invited me to audit the class. And I loved it. Um, sent in my audition tape to Glenn and got welcomed into that family. And I get to go soak up all of his knowledge week after week after week and just continue to grow in my acting skills and abilities and continue to make more and more connections too. So it's been absolutely amazing. This past year has just been incredible. So I, I'm I'm so glad to be back into acting. I can see that you are very excited, and I can tell this is definitely a huge dream of yours. And also, shout out to your friend as well, because it's hard to find good friends these days, especially those that'll push you, um, push you hard, so that way you can be in the right direction because they care about you. So absolutely, that is that's beautiful right there. Um, so. Let me ask you something. So, 
Um, what kind of movies have you done in the recent um, in the recent time? Because I know I saw a little bit, but I want to see like what um, what did you start off doing when you decided to come back to acting? Well, um, let's see. I, I did a couple of little commercials here and there, and um, uh, one of them airs locally here in Dallas, Fort Worth, or at least it did for a little while. And at the Dallas Stars games, it was for a um, a, a car sales place. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the name right now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but that that was a that was a fun little way to step back into it. And then I started doing uh, little indie films here and there. Uh, I worked on one called The Seventh, and we just got the trailer uh, completed, Ooh. and I got to start sharing that a couple of days ago. That is actually a superhero villain film. And in Ooh. that, I play a, a villain with superpowers. And so that was a ton of fun. Uh, right I'm trying to picture you playing a villain, though, because, like, <laughs> like, you seem like you're just so nice, too. I know. I, I, I really am a nice person, almost always. But I do enjoy playing the darker characters from time to time because that's, like, polar opposite of me. And I get to just really, really play with those characters and then I get to you know debrief and go back home and go back to being my mostly kind normal self <laughs> so it's a oh. lot of fun for me <laughs> um you know where it's going to be released at because I'm I love indie films myself so well um those details I'm actually not supposed to be talking about at, at this Aww. time but I will share that as soon as I am allowed to do so um, I worked on another short film called T-Squad, and in that film, I, I played a training instructor for uh, a school of all girls who were being trained up to be spies. That was a lot of fun, too, um, and I am about to be in a faith-based feature film called Blind Confession. In that one, I play a homeless mother who is helped by a drug dealer. So, wow. <laughs> um, and, and I've, I've done, you know, extra roles here and there in different things to different television and, and feature film spots as well. We actually have a premiere on June 1st for insincere twins. And I do not have a speaking role in that film, but I am featured in that film and I get to walk the red carpet for that. So That's I have cool. actually had a dress made for it and I get to ride in the limo and, you know, go schmooze with all the, all the important people and just have a really good time at that premiere. So I'm looking forward to that too. That sounds like a lot of fun right there. Just kind of mingling, kind of seeing what the red carpet's like and everything. Oh, um, absolutely. Is this be your first time doing the red carpet? It will be, yes. And actually, my my almost 15-year-old daughter beat me to the red carpet because she made a film a couple of years ago and won for her whole school. So she got to see her film wow. up on the big screen before I've ever gotten to see one of mine. <laughs> so, oh, so the, the talent is passed down, I see. It is, yes, absolutely. And, you know, actually, my, my kids have all been in two films with me. Uh, as extras. Uh, one of them is called No Other Love. That's another faith-based film. And the other one that they were in with me is called um, 
flip turn. And that's going to be coming out in the spring, I believe, next spring. Okay, great. Wow. So it's just the family of Toft. Well, they're Johnson, but that was my married they're, name. Oh, that was your married <laughs> name. Okay, I got you. Okay, yes, okay, so I, I have been happily single parenting for nine years now. So, <laughs> A single mother of five? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Bless your heart. Seriously. Oh, they're wow. awesome kids, though. I mean, they, they really could not make it any easier for me. They're wonderful. That's, that's amazing, though, because, man, my mom raised two children by herself, like, as a single parent. So I could only imagine, like, wow, that's, that's definitely a tribe right there. <laughs> well, I am very time and calendar oriented so i run a pretty tight ship as far as you know getting out of here on time goes and things like that and scheduling and all that sort of thing so i'm a calendar freak and you know the kids know when when we're getting ready to go somewhere they have to have certain things done by specific times of the morning you know this is done by by 5.15, this is done by 6.11 and and that sort of thing so they're on a pretty strict schedule in the mornings I can I can only imagine because with, with that many kids, like that's that's definitely yeah you got to have something organized for sure. I mean, so like, how old are your children? Like, um, I I know you said you had a fifteen year old. Right, she's she's almost fifteen. She'll be fifteen in August. But uh, my oldest actually turned eighteen in January, so I have another adult in the house, and it's very exciting. Um, I've also got a 16 and a half year old son, and of course my my daughter that I mentioned will be 15 in in August, and I've got a son who just turned 13, and another daughter who just turned 11. Oh, so you got the teenagers in the house? I do. I have four teenagers, if you count the legal adult one. And one preteen, but I do not allow drama in the house. They know you better be saving the drama for the stage or the screen. Now that sounds like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a flashback. <laughs> it was like, no drama, save it for your mama. Well, that's you're right. right here. Let's <laughs> all be shalom in my home. You take that elsewhere. <laughs> I'm with that. Sincere. <laughs> So, um, I know you were saying that you've been active since you were a child. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Like, where did you grow up and, like, what was the journey like for you? Like, well, um, my parents, my mother and father got divorced when I was two. So, I, I did grow up with step parents, but um, I grew up with my dad and my stepmom, who I call mom. And I was, uh, I grew up in Austin and just absolutely loved it in Austin, except for all the cedar down there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Austin is really, really good for the arts. And, you know, I just, I just fell in love with like the plays we got to do in school and everything. And then we, we moved up to the Dallas Fort Worth area for high school. And I did theater in high school and, and also dance and choir and, and uh, in addition to cross country and things like that. But um, my family that, uh, you know, they are, they're more 
conservative than than some and so you know they they wanted me to to make sure I went to college and you know got like a business degree and things right. like that they didn't really encourage the the acting so much but you know I, I can appreciate that they, they wanted to make sure I had something to fall back on but you know it's it is my passion I do have two bachelor's degrees and two master's degrees but oh. they what what I've been able to do with those degrees doesn't feed my soul and I actually um, I actually left the corporate world as of 5 p.m. April 30th so I am acting and directing and modeling full time. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. So this is just recently. <laughs> the full time, yes, yes. And Girl, I you cut it down to the minutes. <laughs> You're like, I am out of here. It's five p.m. Yeah. It's April thirtieth. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny because I actually put in my six-week notice back in February. So March 15th was supposed to be my last day. And this was due to a contract I was signing and, you know, all of that wound up getting delayed. But I went ahead and, and stayed because they hadn't found a replacement for me yet. And then they finally hired someone and, and I was asked to stay and train her. So I was like, okay, you know, it's it's... It's April 30th. I'm out of here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. And I told before? them I told them I wasn't working on Mondays either because that's when I have my acting class with Glenmore Shower. So wow. I'm not missing class unless I'm booked somewhere. Fair enough. And um, what were you doing like in the corporate world? Oh, I was in tax, corporate tax. I, I handled all of the... Um, the the weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly pop-up taxes for uh, 15 different construction companies in the conglomerate uh, across the United States and Canada. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see why, yeah. So, um, April 30th, y'all, 5 p.m., I understand why she left. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I'm really good at that stuff. It just doesn't feed my soul the way that getting getting to be on stage or on set allows me to do, you know? Yeah, I get paid to play. <laughs> so it's really nice. I can see that. And that's that's awesome that you are finding cause a lot of a lot of people are afraid to take that extra leap. For something that they feel like that's their purpose or they feel like they have a passion for. Some people never take that leap. Right. And I actually I actually find that uh, very commendable for you because of the fact, like, I could tell you probably had a lot to deal with in the last, like, nine years or plus because of the fact that you kind of had to take a step back from something you really love to do because you wanted to be a mom. You wanted to... Um, you wanted to make sure you had, you know, feasible means for your family and everything. Right. And right. For you to like take a step back and realize, okay, my children are old enough to where they can take care of themselves. If I got to go handle business, being an actress, and the fact that you are finding this courage, because like I feel like if you can find the courage, it don't matter like what your age is or what your background is, that you had the courage to go and stand up and step up 
to this journey, it may not be an easy road. And just give it all your effort. Then you're living life. You're doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I mean, if, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, man, I have to go there. You're not in the right place. You know, but you're if you wake wrong. up and you're like, man, it's another day I get to do this, you know, that's that's where you're supposed to be. So, you know, life you, is so it, short. It really is. And it's way too short to be unhappy. That's what I said. Like, I was, um, I do a delivery service. That's kind of one of the reasons why the name Delivery Bros actually came into existence. And, um, I had to drop off some food to an elementary school for one of the teachers. I had realized 21 years ago, I was one of those students. Right. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I didn't know it at the time at nine years old that this, like, this will fast forward. Because, like, when I came here to, because I'm from Missouri. So when I came to Kansas City, Missouri, like, I was nine years old. My parents had just split up. And I remember it felt like growing up took forever. And I'm realizing now, like, I'm almost 30, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, look how far I've gotten. And I thought that I would stay nine forever. And that's one of those things that kind of opened my mind to thinking, like, with this time that I have, you can, I see that I can make something out of it leave a legacy or just kind of go on the motion and live, live kind of just for the wrong reasons. So when I, uh, when I hear stories like this for you, Miss Toph, like it shows how much, um, how much I feel like, Hey, maybe I'm doing this right by doing this. Cause I get excited about doing these interviews and speaking with different people and, I'm passionate about opening up a dialogue, opening up a conversation. So when I hear like a little bit of your story, I can already tell that maybe I am going in the right direction. And I mean, I can already tell you have a gift just from just your essence. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. It takes a bad woman (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to like raise five kids go after her dreams put food on the table I mean Miss Toft you are the epitome of what I look up to sincerely thank you and it's it's a little scary you know but it's it, it's it feels right you know it's 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 feeding my soul it's making me happier my kids are happier because i'm happier you know and it's just it's producing a much better uh overall household environment too you know because it's like oh yes positive vibes everywhere it's awesome i love that because one thing i noticed like when i was growing up with my mother is you can feel the vibe of your parent if they're going through something right and the fact that you're more happier, I can only imagine what that household feels like. It must feel like the richest feeling in the world. It's awesome. 
Well, and, and the, the kids are so supportive. They are so happy that, that I'm getting to do all of this, you know. And so, like, I'll, I'll check in with them and be like, you know, hey, do we need to take some special time together? You know, are you guys getting everything that you need from me? Um, you know, and that sort of thing. And they'll give me some feedback if they're feeling like, you know, hey, you're gone a lot. <laughs> You know, and and then I'll I'll make sure that that I cater more toward their needs, and and it works. You know, it's it's a, I mean, feedback's really really important with your family too. I mean, you can't you can't put your career before your family ever 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 ever. I agree. That's that's good to know because like some people get lost and into the point where they forget the the more special things around them. Right. I ain't gonna lie. I've been a victim of that myself. So, like, I had to, like, step back and realize, okay, well, what am I doing here? But that's great that you're still keeping, you, you know, family-oriented. Especially oh, in these sure. times, it's easy to get lost in everything. Like, whether it's, you know, just technology or whatever it may be. We forget about just kind of looking around our surroundings of what we have right I mean you gotta you have to take the time to unplug every once in a while which really is not the easiest thing in the world to do but you know I'll get a wild hair on occasion and be like okay no TV no phone no computer we're gonna sit and stare at each other and play a game <laughs> you know that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh, and and we we have a lot of fun when we do that too. It it probably should be a lot more often. But you know, I'm just like, hey, we haven't had any real quality time in a while. Let's let's play Cards Against Humanity, which is not the <laughs> not the oh most fun game. But we have a bl- well, the teenagers, and I have a blast <laughs> with that one. Uh, you know, that's that's my mom of your moment. Cards Against Humanity, it's a dark <laughs> game. <laughs> But, I've, I've played it quite a few times. <laughs> we do throw out some of the cards, but you know, like, just, okay, we gotta throw this one out. We gotta throw. <laughs> it gets them to open up and have fun, and just you know, cut loose and and just really enjoy some family time too. And so, and we have other board games and things like that, but uh, that's 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 my little guilty pleasure game sometimes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I feel like that game's kind of a release mm-hmm. in some because you know how wild those cards can be. It's not like the most politically correct game no, ever. No, not at like, all. Not at all. <laughs> that, that's definitely one of those games you can play with like friends or family, right? And just kind of just relax. You don't got to worry about okay, did I say something wrong? Or, exactly. Oh. Well, you know, especially like with teenage boys. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As as a former teenage boy, um, I would like to say that um, yeah, teenage boys can be um, we can be out there sometimes. Yeah, that's for sure. But you know, it's it's a special bonding time. <laughs> and then the girls and I will, you know, we'll we'll go out and shop and things like that. So I mean, everybody gets their own little kind of special time, and I still get to go play. So it's awesome. Hey, that means you're doing it right, then. Thank you. 
So I, I do direct also and do different uh, crew things too. So like, oh, actually, mentally, <laughs> I've done a little bit of everything. But you know, and as an actor, um, I have been taught that it, it actually makes you a better actor to get on the other side of the camera. And when those opportunities have opened up for me, I've I've jumped on those opportunities. So like. I am directing, it's a short film, but I'm directing a creature feature, and it's called Killa. So it's a little thriller horror film, and uh, we are actually going to be reshooting it uh, here in June. We, we shot the first bit of it about a month ago, and then the weather drastically changed, and it was out, all outside. So we have to reshoot that one, but um, I'm also... Currently, production assistant, uh, probably going to move into first assistant director position for a fan film. It's a Star Wars, uh, a, a Jedi Padawan, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jedi Wolverine short film that we're doing on the 25th of May. But that's also my son's graduation. So I've wow. I've talked to uh, I've talked to the person who got me in on the film and I said, you know, hey, I'm going to be late on that day because my son is graduating first thing that morning and I've got family coming into town. My mother and stepdad are coming into town and everything. And he's like, oh, cool. Everybody can just come to set afterwards. And so my my family is going to be on set with me for That's filming awesome. that short film. And it's, it's going to be so cool. I'm really looking forward to, because my, my mother hasn't seen any uh, of me in action with this stuff and she's super excited about it. My dad really wants me to, you know, he's like, get on the walking dead and I'll be impressed. And I'm like, okay, dad, I'm working on it. I promise I am. <laughs> so <laughs> you like to do these action scenes. Oh, I love so, action. I, I grew up watching, uh, doom and terminator well the doom video game and you know wolfenstein video game and movies like terminator and predator and alien and you know die hard and all that i love action movies i'm the uh, on my dad's side of the family there are tons of guys and so like my my cousins on his side of the family are all boys and so I grew up with all boy cousins and just like, I love all that action stuff. And I love, you know, acting in the action stuff. I don't like that sappy stuff so much. I'm, that's, man, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, <laughs> seriously. Thank you. I, I mean, because like, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, I didn't know like what, like what kind of movies you were into. And then like when you kind of listed off, like okay, you were a secret, uh, secret agent trainer, and then you were the villain in this like superhero movie, and then like I was like, oh okay, so yeah, she likes so, to get down I mean, into action roles. I know there's not supposed to be a John Wick four, but I really want to work with Keanu Reeves on a John Wick four or you know subsequent sequel. You know, if there ever happens to be one of those that would just really make my millennium. <laughs> I would he love it. He seems like so he much. is such a nice guy. He really is. I mean, he's a beautiful person inside and out. And I just, you know, it, it would it would be an honor and a pleasure to get to meet him, let alone get to work with him on something. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there. I think the first time I fell in love with Keanu Reeves was when he did the movie Hardball. 
um, the movie with the um, with the kids, and he was um, doing a little league coaching and everything. That was like kind of one of the first times I got to see him kind of like do something other than you know he does like the surfer bro or something like that. Right, and, right. And and I mean he's a he's a guy who has a gambling addiction in Chicago, like coaching literally to kind of pay off his debts and everything. And I was like, wow, this is he he killed this role. And on top of that, I like the fact he's a martial artist as well. So yes, and he does his own stunts. He, does his own stunts when he's been trained. He's three years old and he does his own stunts. I mean, come on now. That's awesome. Does he age? No, he doesn't age, but I've been told I don't either. I mean, I'm 40 years old and I played a 21 year old a few months ago for a documentary over in the UK. I know. Like, I was looking at your pictures. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So, like, what's going you know. on in the acting world? Everybody's just like looking younger. I could tell, like you're just like, well, I, I'm like, I'm sorry if I would have if I would have known before, like, because I know you're, I knew your age, but like when I found out that you were forty and I saw your picture, I was like, huh? Right. I know. It's like when when my kids' friends meet me for the first time, they think I'm their sister, and I get carded. You know, like I'll go. I go to the store and, and buy, of course, you know, now some of the stores know me and know that I am old enough to buy wine, but you know, I'm old enough to oh. buy wine. <laughs> it's funny. That, hey, that means you're doing it right, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, hey, I, I really genes. feel like, you know, the, the less stress you have in your life and the happier you are, the slower you will age. I mean, the youthfulness is for the happy people, really. Because I tell you, when I was married, I looked so much older because my my marriage was really super unhealthy, you know? And then it's like once once I wasn't in that marriage anymore, the years just like started shedding off. And my students, I used to teach high school, and my students called me Benjamin Button because they told me I looked younger and younger every single year. And they're like, it's not supposed to work like that. So I'm like, well, I'm happy. I mean, so. that's, that's beautiful because, like, it's true. Like, when you're, like, people don't understand, like, if you're in certain relationships or just around the wrong group, believe me, it it tells on your body. It tells on your body. It just. It does. It does. Well, and I will admit, uh, I I did smoke cigarettes too, so I know that didn't help. But you know, it's like girl. I know. I've been <laughs> like, there too. Why did I ever it's okay. <laughs> so I've I've been nine, well, ten years free of of any nicotine. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay, I need to get like you because I still vape. I'm not gonna sit here in front. Of I know vaping is not better than sick. No better than cigarettes. I'm like, oh, I need to get this up. And I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> well, and, and, and another thing, people people need to make sure they're drinking enough water. Because if you don't have enough water, then your skin gets all gray and ashy and old looking. Too. Yes. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah, I try to at least drink a couple bottles of water a day so I can keep myself hydrated. And everything, and I drink a lot of tea too. So it's just like a mixture of tea and water. That's what I like to drink mostly. Well, tea, tea has that caffeine in it though, so it, it kind of, even though it's it's diluted, it still isn't the best choice. But a good oh, yeah. rule of thumb on the water though is, uh, however many pounds you are, cut that number in half, 
And that's how many ounces of water you really should drink a day. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more than people realize. Well, then I'm going to have to drink some liters here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big guy, so yeah. yeah I'm I... probably going to <laughs> I do well, drink a lot of water, though. I drink gels of water. That's good. That's real good. So, yes. Um, I, I do still do some some modeling too uh, on on rare occasions. I'm I'm doing a uh, I'm modeling at a business conference in June, so um, they haven't told us what we're wearing just yet. But I was booked for that many months ago. And uh, yeah, sorry. And I I was a live Barbie when I was 19. So I that read that. I read about that right there. That was Man, tons you were of fun. like a girl's dream. Yes, yes, yes. I did have to dye my hair blonde, though, and I kept it blonde for many years. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm keeping this blonde for other people. I'm going back to my natural hair color because I'm tired of it. You know, so I have naturally brown hair. Okay. And I Fantastic do not color hair, by the way, girl. You're Thank you. It. Thank you. There's no gray in it. I thought there was a gray but I was wrong. So that, that is my real hair color right there. I haven't seen a speck of gray on your head. Um, <laughs> like, like for a like hot second, you were on video, and I was like, huh, she's a yeah. lot younger than my picture. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, so. Yes, yeah, like, so I can tell you take care of yourself. Um, I take you, you eat like a healthy diet and everything to keep yourself in shape and everything. Most of the time, I mean, we, we do eat pizza and things like that on occasion, but I, it's mostly healthy stuff, yes. That's good, though, because nutrition is a big thing, because, like, your body is your temple. I'm trying to work on that myself, because I'm trying to live to be past 50, if I can. Seriously. 50 plus. Especially in this age, you got to take care of yourself. Oh, for sure. I mean, people are living past 100, now, yeah, the oldest man in the world was 146. He just passed away a couple days ago. Wow. Can you imagine 146 years? No, I, I can't. Uh, you know, that, that would be a, a really long, interesting life, though. I mean, that, that, that would give you more time to experience the world. I can only imagine he was from Indonesia or something like that. And to be quite honest, like, I don't know if I would want to live that long, though. That's a little <laughs> too much for me. I was like, you know what? If I get past 90, just take me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My, my, I met my great-grandmother. She came over here from Guernsey. Um, so technically, I'm third-generation American. But um, uh, she, she was really, really awesome at 103. She was like the, the Scrabble champion of her retirement village. <laughs> Just the cutest thing ever. So, you know, I intend to be a spunky old lady when I get there. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have pink hair. You know, I, I've had this planned for, for years and years. It's going to be You've just... You've been planning the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know, I'm hoping it turns white. So that I can tint it just a hint of pink, you know, 
and and just like dress all boho and stuff and just be one of those funky old funky old ladies you know just i i want to be i want to be a fun grandma when that time comes you know i i, I want my my kids kids to be like hey let's go to Let's go to Granny's house. She's, I mean, she's having a, a, a dance party over there or something, you know? It's just, I have these plans. I'm not going to just sit there and, you know, be all boring. Hey, just because, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, just because you get older doesn't mean you still can't have fun. Exactly. Okay? Like, my mom is 53. She's still getting up and getting it, like, like she's 23. <laughs> right. So, that's my, Yeah. So I mean that's that's something to look for. I, the fact that you're looking forward to it, that's positive in its own. Because I already thought about it. When I'm an old man, I just want to be that cool old man, you know, that can give a little bit of advice to the next generation and kind of pass the torch if I can. Right. That's Leave always, a legacy. That's man. always been important to me. For sure. Oh yeah. Like my great grandfather, and we're on the subject of like great grandparents. He lived to be 96 years old. He passed away a few years ago. And he he lived through a lot. I mean, from 1919 until 2016, like, he had seen everything that he couldn't imagine. Like, he went to war twice, had seven kids, and he saw the civil rights era. He saw a lot of eras. He even got to see the first black president. Like, something he never thought would happen. He even said it out loud. And here we are now. Like, he's seen basically the evolution of just the United States. And you said your, uh, you said your, um, your great-grandparents, she was an immigrant, correct? I'm sorry? She was... Oh. So, um, like, what country did she come from again? She just came to make from sure. Guernsey. Guernsey in Guernsey, the British Isles. Oh, okay. She's from the British Isles. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing, though, because I think it's special when people can, like, kind of relate back to their history, back to their roots and everything. So I take it a lot of that got instilled to you, like, their tradi- like traditions of, like, being, like having a grandparent from the British Isles. So I take it that kind of got passed down to your generation. Um, I, I think some of it probably did. I mean, it, it wasn't identified as tradition, but I mean, we were pretty proper. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I was born and raised in Texas. I've been told that I don't sound like a normal Texan, you know, and I'm like, well, we talk proper. <laughs> and I grew up in Austin and people generally talk more proper in Austin anyway, but um, I don't know. I hope some of the the traditions got passed down, but like I said, they they weren't identified as such. Right. So I would love to actually go over there at some point and and just really, you know, breathe in my history too. See, that's awesome right there. I mean, I've been debating on taking a DNA test to see if I could find a little bit more information on like my family's background because like after like 1901. Like, I really don't know anything further than that. Right. And oh, I would love... Huh? I, I, I was going to say, it's really, really interesting. I've done Ancestry and 23andMe. And the, the 23andMe, sorry, I'm, like, giving them a spot here. But they're they're much more comprehensive 
with their breakdown. And I actually found out that I'm a tiny, 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 tiny bit West African too. So I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yes. So I've always wanted to go to Africa myself. So it's just, I'm, I'm in fact, I'm fascinated by a lot of the old school traditions they have. And I, I watch a lot of documentaries. Some of them are positive. Some of them are negative. Like you kind of get both sides of it. Because there's a lot of cities out there that are very, very advanced. Like, they would compete with some of our mainstays like L.A. or New York. And I'm amazed by the culture. I'm amazed by the food because I'm a huge foodie myself. So I love, like, I love a little, I love African culture. Actually, I like a lot of cultures, actually. Um, Have you done any um, international travel at all? I have not. I've been told uh, that I need to get a passport to the UK, though, because there are some opportunities over there. Um, so I, I'm working on that. I, I looked into how much that costs, and it's like $300 for an initial passport. So <laughs> I have to put that off for just a little bit. But I will be doing some international travel at some point. Girl, you got to do it. I'm telling you. I've been to Germany, I've been to Japan, and I've been to Holland. Those were amazing trips because of the fact that it really makes you appreciate home, but it also makes you appreciate the world and your surroundings. Like, you realize that you're not the only person on this planet in a lot of different aspects. When you step into somebody else's, like, country, it's, it's not America anymore. It's a different custom. So if I can recommend anything, definitely, as soon as you can, go international, girl. You'll love it. Hmm. You still with us? I, I'm, I'm here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I really want to go to Greece, too, just because it's absolutely gorgeous over there and from the pictures that I've seen. And I, I'm pretty sure I've, in the Mediterranean mix, I've got some grecian in there too so that's that's much more family history that i want to go learn about in person too oh yes i i would love to go to greece i would love to just kind of absorb the history of it meet some of the people eat some of the food because i i love greek food so oh my gosh i mean i've i've met a lot of folks from greece and very, very nice folks. So I can only imagine walking and uh, walking just around. There's probably just like a mark of history just for the pebble that's on the ground. That's that right there. I I have a lot of love for because one thing I've learned about European countries, especially, they love to preserve their history because this is important to them. I mean, we're a young country; we're only like three hundred some years old, four hundred right. at the max. So. When you go to another country, you realize, like, okay, this is this is a civilization. The civilization has been around for thousands of years. Like, everything is history, even to the houses. Like, I could say that from being in Germany, like five hundred, eight hundred years old, you find out, wow, like I'm like sleeping in a piece of history and I didn't know it. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and it's so cute, too, you know? It's like, why would you not want to preserve these beautiful structures, you know? And yes. and with us, we're like, there's so much concrete everywhere. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm swimming in it sometimes. Oh my so, goodness. It would it would be nice to to escape and and learn about the history over there too. You know, and and take lots and lots of pictures. I I love photography too. So uh um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, like back when I um back when I was in Germany, eight hundred and sixty eight pictures. Wow. I I took way too many pictures. <laughs> well, you know, you wanted to document and and it it may you know, you might not have been able to go back there for more pictures. I mean I would be the totally same way for crying out loud. When I watched my son play football, even, I took over 300 pictures for one game because I was getting the play-by-play. You wanted the play-by-play over there in Germany. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> I'm serious, though, because that's <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like me. Don't give me a camera. That whole thing is going to be full within a few shots. <laughs> yes. Especially if oh, it's my. a good camera, you know. One of these days, I just want to get a valid camera. <laughs> Coming soon, eventually, I will have a decent camera, folks. <laughs> I tell you, the the lens that I want for my camera, I, I've got a Canon T three I, and you know, it's 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 a, it's a good it's a good camera, um, and I've got like four hundred and nine hundred dollar lenses. But the lens that I really, really, really want for the air shows, because I love taking pictures at air shows. I love air shows, love, love, love air shows. Um, is a three thousand dollar lens. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> but you know, with, with that lens, you can pretty much see right into the cockpit while they're up there. You know, I I, I will eventually get my hands on that lens. One of my friends has that lens and I'm so jealous. I'm like, oh, oh, I want to, I want to just touch it once. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I'm not gonna lie. If I had something like that, that thing would be sitting in the case in my house. Right? Like, <laughs> see this lens right here, thousand dollars. I'd be holding yeah. it like it's an antique trophy. <laughs> uh, that is that lens right there is specifically for the air show. You know, once once I do get to where I can obtain one of them, that will be. That will be called my air show lens. I have my football lens and I have and I will have my air show lens. So <laughs> So I take it that um you've seen the Blue Angels and all that. Oh yes. I actually have a picture of me, um I was eighteen or nineteen at the time. Uh, it was when Emmett Smith flew with them and it was on, on the news and everything. Um I was wow. out there in, in one of the VIP tents that day, and uh, it was back before they put that that fencing up, so you couldn't you you could still go out onto the tarmac, um, but you can't do that anymore and go meet the guys or anything. I mean, they'll they'll come up to the fence now, but you can't go out there by the planes anymore uh, since nine eleven, I guess probably. But um, I you used to be able to, and I have pictures of me in front of the captain's jet. With the whole team at the time, didn't get Emmett Smith in there, but I did get to sit in his SUV because I got so sunburned that day and 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 actually uh, suffered from heat exhaustion, and so they put Ooh. me in his SUV to cool down. 
which I thought was really super cool. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was. It was. It was just. You know, they had to twist my arm. Emmett Smith is like one of my favorite football players ever. Um, oh, he's a goat. He's one of the well, I mean, all time. He was on the team when the Cowboys were still good, and I really hate to say that, but you know, they really haven't been good for about twenty years. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not gonna go. There. I love my Cowboys. <laughs> I do. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, but yeah, I do a lot of yelling at the television when they play. Oh, so you're a huge football fan as well? Oh, I love football. Oh, same here. I mean, people. So, my, my family knows, and my friends know. Do not talk to me when the Cowboys game is on. You can talk to me during commercials or whatever, or halftime if I'm not interested in that halftime show. But do not talk to me while there are plays. That sounds like <laughs> us out here in the Midwest with the Chiefs. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like seriously, me and my mom gonna be watching the game. My mom's sitting there cussing out the um, cussing out the referees like she's at the game. I'm like, right? mom, calm down. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Man. Don't even get me started. And baseball like, games too. Baseball games too. If I if I'm at the stadium, I'll be yelling and I know they can hear me because my voice carries, you know, I'll be like, do your job. Oh <laughs> my goodness. So you're a Rangers fan as well? I am, yes. Yeah. I, I actually yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm pretty sure they heard me uh, a couple <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh, I'm I'm really bad at baseball games. Oh man, you know I, I I I oh man, it was like the ninth inning, and they were they gave up such a a huge streak, a huge winning uh, gap there, and uh, and and the the pitcher, it's like oh my gosh, what are you doing? And I'm I'm all yelling substitution, please. <laughs> And they, they did actually end up substituting him a, a couple of throws later. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Do your job. I, you sound like you would be a lot of fun to go to these games with. I'm not going to sit here and lie. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I embarrass my children. <laughs> I know they're like, Mom, it's a game. Calm down. I know. And like, like when, when my son was playing football, he's like, Mom. Everybody can hear you on the other side of the stadium. I'm like, I know. I was a soccer coach too. <laughs> Man, you I love, love sports. sports. <laughs> I do. See, see, I like that. I like the fact that like there's the other side. He like, because there's nothing wrong with being a sportsman. Because girl, I get into it too, especially at baseball. Baseball season, I love baseball. Um, I've been a fan of the Kansas City Royals since 1997. They were my first major league team. They'll be my major league team to the day I die. And I, I'm in love with it. Okay, like I love, I love the coaching aspect of it. I like the plays. I now I would have played baseball when I was younger, but to be quite honest, I don't think I could have thrown a ball near, um, on a barn if it was on my best day, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't built for a football and stuff like that, but I love the sport of baseball. I love it. Like, like I know a lot of the history. Jackie Robinson was one of my favorite players, like from like back in the day, because I did a report on him back when I was a young kid. And of course, the Hank Aaron's and the Jeters and all that. Even though Jeter's a Yankee, he was still a good player. Right. I can't say he's 
It's sort of yeah. like Tom Brady's a good quarterback, whether we like it or not. Oh, I know. I love Tom Brady. And I know that's like blasphemy for a Dallas Cowboys fan to say, but I love me some Tom Brady. I do. You're the first person from Texas to actually say that, <laughs> that I've met. Like, oh, I love Tom Brady. I was like, well, okay, wow. And it's not just because he's pretty. You know, he, uh, he is a really talented player. I'm sorry. When this game time and crunch time, that man will, like, just shoot that ball, do a whole bunch of shotgun plays, and next thing you know, he's up 14 more points than he had. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Like, he just, like, the pressure he, like, faced in, like, a lot of these Super Bowls he's been in, I'm sorry, a lot of guys would crack. Yep. So that that right there is a champion right there. That man is definitely Hall of Fame. It's, oh, for sure. Like, that's already hands down. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever touch the ball. So, yeah, Tom, Bra- Tom Brady, whether we like it or not, even if you're not a Patriots fan, you got to give him credit due. In the story, that's the Michael Bye. Jordan of football. <laughs> yep, yep. I, you know, the whole deflate gate thing, I was like, oh man, I really hope he didn't. But, you know, <laughs> that was that was when he played against the Cowboys, too. And we're just like, oh man, we were robbed. <laughs> but, oh you know, my gosh. You respect the man, you know? I mean, he's, he's, he's an amazing player, he has a gift. And he he gets paid to do what he loves, which is everybody's dream, getting paid to do what you love. So I love that he's living this. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, I feel like I've interrupted you. I'm so sorry, my bad. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I'm I'm just kind of, you know, still still fangirling over here a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. Believe me. You're not as bad as some of the male fans. Some of the male fans, I'm just like, <laughs> do you want to marry this man or something? Relax. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny too because um, I I was actually um, I'm actually on the extra features of a film, a really a really terrible film that Tom Brady directed. <laughs> Wait a minute, Tom Brady did some directing. He did. He did. Uh, it's it's a really bad football film called The Comebacks, and I'm the MySpace winner. I mean, it's that old. I'm the MySpace winner on there. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm I might need to go ahead and dig into this collection <laughs> of um a film. Yeah, and... yeah. It's it's not a family friendly movie. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> It's it's really raunchy in parts of it, but I'm not I'm not in the film. I'm just on the special features as the MySpace winner. But that's still kind of cool to get to say. Oh yeah, that's still cool though. I mean, hey, I, I'm believe me when it comes to like unadulterated comedy. This is actually an ex- like usually this podcast is explicit, but at the same time, I want to make sure you know make this platform open to anybody, so I can also keep it clean if I have to. So, the fact that you've been so, like, polite and everything, like, I like the fact that you're a person that's very versatile in what she can do, or just her personality in general. Like, you seem like a lot of fun to talk. Thank you. My kids think so sometimes, too. (laughs) 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 When I'm not making them clean. (laughs) 
So, do you have any um like like um any uh, work that you want to like you know display, or do you want to you know shout out your tags or anything like that? Just talk. Well, um, as as far as what I'm working on right now, I, I do want to to kind of put it out there that we are starting a network. It's called Powerhouse Television, and it's, and it's P O W A House Television. Um, the the man heading up that network is uh, his stage name is Fred T. It's Fred Thompson. Um, it was it was totally his idea, and we are putting together all kinds of original content because, especially in the Dallas area, we have to do that because there's there's not a lot of funding that comes into our area, and so like big production companies really don't favor us. Um, so in order for for our actors to be able to do things without having to travel to Atlanta, New Orleans and, you know, LA and stuff like that, uh, we we've put together a whole bunch of of content. We have a a small production team. Um, I am I'm an actress and director and sometimes production assistant um, and consultant on that team. Uh, We have writers on the team and we're just we're going to be producing a whole lot of stuff that's going to be streaming at first so we'll be putting it on facebook watch and then we will move it to youtube red and some other paid streaming platforms and based on interest we will be pitching some of it to the larger platforms like maybe paramount or Lionsgate or you know the the bigger companies out there so you know, the end goal is to start small and then grow it and, you know, get up on the big screen with our content. Hey, you put it in the universe and you plant the seed. Exactly. And and actually, a couple of days ago, I had a, a meeting with a lady who started another network uh, with her now ex-husband, and she's going to help us launch our new network. So, you know, I've, I've been putting together a whole lot of meetings. Um, I've, got, I've got people sending me their scripts for, for different things, too. Um, and these are people who are not directly involved in our production team, but they are, um, they're, they're putting their information out there so that, you know, I can take a look at the content and let them know if I'm interested in acting or directing uh, for their productions too, so that's really, really nice. That's and amazing. there's there's a ton of stuff that I'm under non-disclosure about, but I will be sharing that as I'm allowed to do so, uh, and getting my IMDb updated as well. I've got a lot of content that I'm still waiting on footage for for the IMDb, so um, that those credits will continue to grow as well. Um, I did mention the the documentary over in the UK, they actually came, uh, that's through Antenna Pictures, and they actually came over here to do the filming, and we did an episode about, of, of their version of Vice, uh, we did an episode on Clay Toomey, who is from the DFW area, and wow. he's, he's the only, he's the only bank robber, uh, that we know of who never got caught. He turned himself in. And and I played his 21-year-old wife a few months ago. Wow. So, 
That's yeah, cool. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we did that back in, actually, it was more than a few months ago. It was back in, in November, right before Thanksgiving. So I'm also working on getting that footage, too. So there's a ton of stuff that I, I have been doing. It's just um, sometimes it's challenging to to get that footage to put into your reel and to get the credits and everything. One really cool thing I want to share that I got to do that, unfortunately, um, they did not create an IMDb page for, and they didn't put the stand-ins and the end credits for, but I, I can at least say, I can, I can let people know, and I, and I do have um, the program from it and everything, but I was the stand-in for Tyra Banks for the Women That Soar Awards when, when uh, they were in Dallas. Really? So, yes, yes. That was really, really cool. So I actually just went to the viewing party not too long ago. That's pretty amazing. Wow. And, and yeah. she, I will tell you, is just an absolute doll. She is a wonderful person to be around. She is the sweetest person. And she, I mean, she, she is, she is a mogul and she could, she could be so different, but she is so humble and precious. And I just, I loved getting to meet her and, you know, I was trying so hard not to fangirl um, but, uh, it was, it was really, really neat getting to be her stand in for that while she got ready. I love Tyra Banks. A lot of, I mean, she's had a controversy or whatever, but to be quite honest, I like the fact that she went from being a young teenage model into this conglomerate. Like she was a talk show host. She has like America's top model. She's on multiple covers. She's ran companies like I'm sorry I love the fact that she was such a influence on not only just the world but just young women she was empowered that's that's awesome that you got to meet her she's actually one of my favorite people actually so I can only imagine she seems like she would be a very humble person and you got to like just have some dialogue with her Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really get to talk to her, you know, but I did get to, to meet her and, and hear her talking to other people while she was getting ready and like running through the lines and everything. And I mean, she, she's just she's just awesome. She really is. So I love seeing humble, big time stars, you know, and and like like Keanu and, and like Glenn and. And like Tyra, it's just it, it warms my heart to know that the 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 stigma of being a diva, you know, not everybody fits that mold. So it's it's really refreshing to see. So I got a question that yes, that's on my mind. Who influenced you the most um, as a thespian? I, I've got to, you know, I've got to put that toward Meryl Streep because I just absolutely love her. She is so skilled in everything that she does. You know, she just, she puts all of herself into all of her work, you know, and, and I just, I love, 
I love the story. Like, The Devil Wears Prada is my absolute favorite movie that she's ever done. That and movie was awesome. Oh, man. She was so evil, but so awesome in that movie. Um, but I, I love the story where she, where she told Anne Hathaway before they ever started, this is the last time I will be nice to you. Because she gets so just in tune with her characters. I mean, she, she's the most amazing actress I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> so uh, I just, I love her. I do. And, and Sandra Bullock, she too. Aged. No, she really doesn't either. She's, she's looked like she's around, you know, 60 for decades. So, um, you know, I, I don't actually know how old she is, but she looks fabulous. She really does. She just looks amazing. And I just like physically, but it seems like her acting. It's like I see her evolve every time she does a role, and I love it. I love the fact that she's been doing it for so long. I mean, she's been doing it since I believe the seventies. Wow. And so, I, I think yes. you're right about that. Yes. She's been doing it since the seventies, and I mean. You look at all the movies she's done over the years. I mean, she has an, um, a remarkable career. I would say one of my favorite movies that she was in. And besides, like, uh, Mama, because I do like Mama Mia. I did like the, I actually like Mama Mia. A lot of people, like, you had Yes. <laughs> but I want to say Julie and Julia was one of my favorites I saw her because I like Julia Child. And she did a really good job playing Julia Child. Like, I, I, I completely enjoyed that movie. Like, I like the fact that she could just do so many different roles and personalities. Yeah, that, that's the talent. Versatility is 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 so marketable too. I mean, I I, I was just told yesterday, um, Glenn Glenn had me try a New York accent for, for a scene. And I tried and I carried it off for a little bit, but it's like a four minute scene that we did. And so like my, my accent was all over the place, like Kentucky and Louisiana and just going everywhere um, throughout the scene. And it was kind of funny, but he, he told me that, uh, that, that I need to uh, continue to work on accents too, because that will make me much more marketable. So I, I thanked him very, very much for stretching me. And I believe, you know, someone like Meryl Streep can do pretty much any accent out there. So, you know, I, I, I love, I just, I just, I love her. I love her so much. And it would be an honor to work with her on something too. Yes. I hope you do sincerely because I can already tell what with the great head that you got on your shoulders. I think that you're gonna go very far. Thank you. Age is just a number. I mean, you everybody's working out in Hollywood, regardless of age these days. And I would love to see um, what you have in the future. And I want you to keep me updated on some of the things you have going on. Sure. Uh, and anytime you need a platform, you're definitely welcome on mine. You've been wonderful, and I love the fact that you even gave me this honor and privilege to have some dialogue with you and get to know you just a little bit better. I appreciate that, Ms. Toft. 
Well, thank you so much. It, it's been really, really fun for me, too. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I do have an actor website, if you don't mind me plugging that a little bit, too. Oh, please, plug your sure. um, plug your Instagram, plug your Twitter, plug whatever you need, girl. Well, and actually, all of my social media is linked to my actor website, so you can find it all in one place there at www.shanatoff.com. That is www.s-h-a-n-n-a-t-o-f-t.com. Follow her, guys. Check out her page. Seriously, she's very down to earth, and I think I've had a lot of fun with you as a guest. I think you definitely are my top five guests. Seriously. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, with that, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and end it here. Um, this has been Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Okay, I'm done. But anyways, with that, we are done, and we are out. So, um, till next time, folks, and good day. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think Think to to the Brink. Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or a new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, bring your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine or maybe you just want to try a locally made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that... She said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest host weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, 
and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-eyed turtle? Is that all right? <laughs> a fucking a three-eyed turtle. Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? <laughs> well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where oh quality God. podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey, everyone. This is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, that... whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe you're bi-in week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick.